when I was thinking about what to share today, um, I was thinking like, have you ever, have you ever overcame something in your life, but it's not what you expected or it's like, it's not, you know, it's, you're not where you want to be, you know? And I'm thinking like, you know, have you ever, have you ever got that job? You know, it's like, finally I got that job and it's like, but I'm still like, oh, there's something inside that's missing. Or I got, I got the girl or I got the relationship or maybe, maybe you've got some sobriety time under your belt and it's like, why does life just not seem good? Why am I still, you know, you know, miserable and discontent? You know, and, and, and step one, it says, it's like, you know, when we go through the steps, it says, you know, step one, it's like, we're powerless over enter whatever it is, you know, enter alcohol, enter, enter, you know, certain relationships, enter gambling or food or wh- whatever that problem is. And it's like, and we can, and we can, we can get through that. But the second part of that is like that our lives have become unmanageable, you know, and it's like. And, and it's showing us that it's like, not only do we have this physical problem, we have this, we have this mental problem, but it's like we also have this spiritual problem, you know, that I'm, that I'm actually spiritually disconnected from God. So you remove, it doesn't matter. It's like, I can get the girl, I can get the job, I can get the car. I, life can somehow go the way I think it needs to be. I can get, I can, you know, get rid of the alcohol. And it's like, but why does my life still seem unmanageable? Why am I still filled with mes- misery? and depression and just like just irritable discontent and restless and i love when when we go through the 12 steps you know at 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 the third steps it's like you know we we get to make a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of god you know i get to make a decision to turn my thoughts and my thinking not over you know to the prime minister, not over to a group, not over to the ocean or the sun or a light bulb, but to God. And not even just God, but it says to the care of God. So it's saying that it's a God is a caring God. And and if you've if you're new to the Bible, or maybe you're new to the big book, separated by thousands of years. But the two books, beautifully, I don't know what the word is, but it's like they, they come together so well. And, and th- this came out of my reading this week. In, in my, so in my own personal devotions, I, I do the same readings that you guys do every day. I read a psalm, I read a proverb, and then, and then I got a free read. So for my free read, I'm going through the book of Luke. And, and one, one day this week, I read uh, Luke chapter 18. And it reads this, it says... A certain ruler asked him, so a certain ruler, see he's, when I think about that, he's probably this Jewish business guy, you know, maybe has some guys working for him, but it's like, he's this guy in the Jewish culture of like high high stature, high standing. And he says, good teacher, he's talking to Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he he said to him, You still lack one thing. 
sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard, those who heard this asked, who then can be saved? Jesus replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, we have left all we had to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come, eternal life. So here we have this story. We have this story of this guy of, of who's, who's high standing in society. He had probably has all the toys, all, all the goodies. And he's saying, God, it's like, Jesus, how do I get eternal life? And Jesus is telling him, it's like, you know, you know, you know, like you're a good Jewish boy. You're a good Jewish man. It's like, you know, the commandments. And he's like, but I've kept all that. Like, it's like, why is it that it's like, it something doesn't seem right. And Jesus is like, well, you're still missing one thing. You're a wealthy guy, so sell everything you have and give it to the poor. But this guy wasn't willing to do that. Because he had his wealth up on this pedestal. That's like he thought he could have God and he can have wealth and he could, he could have all these things. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that wealth is bad. I'm not saying owning things is bad. But where he had that positioned was it's like he was so focused on his security and his wealth. And he wasn't willing to give that over to the care of God. And Jesus said, it's like how hard it is, you know, if we got things, how hard is it for you to enter the kingdom of God? If you have these things that you're unwilling to let go of. So I can read this and can we put this in, into our recovery? A A certain ruler asked him, a certain person in recovery asked him, God, what do I need to do to recover? What do I need to do to be recovered? When it says, you know, we're in the big book, when it says it's like we, we're 100 men and women who have recovered from a hopeless state of body and mind. What do I need to do to recover? Oh, you've heard what everyone tells you. You know, go to your 90 meetings in 90 days. Get a sponsor. You know, go through the steps. You know, show up early. Start making coffee. There, you're, you're good. And it's like, I've done all of these things. I've done the dang meetings over and over and over again. And I've done this stuff. And it's like, why do I either keep relapsing or why, why do I have sobriety? But it's like, I'm miserable inside. Like, like what's, what's going on? Why am I irritable, discontent, discontent and restless all the time? And Jesus is like, it's like, there's still one thing. Are you, are you willing to go back to step three and turn your will and your life over to the care of God. You know, and, and, and the writer of the book, of, of the big book, he, he writes, he says, it's like, you know, for if the alcoholic fails to enlarge his spiritual life through work and self-sacrifice to others, he will surely drink. Or sorry, 
he, he will surely not be able to handle the low spots ahead. And then he will surely drink and then he'll surely die. And then on page 85, it says, It's easy to let, let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. It is easy to go through a nine-month program, a nine-month treatment program. It's easy to take... It's easy to take a course. It, it's easy. I don't want to say easy. That's the wrong word to use. But I, when I say easy, I mean you go through this, 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 this program of spiritual action, and then at the end of the and then at the end of the nine months, being like, "Whew, that was hard," and I deserve a break. I just, I just want to take it easy right now. Maybe I'm going to take a couple weeks off and just do nothing. Because man, it's like I got some freedom back, and and like let's just let's just enjoy life. Because I've been I've been on house arrest when I'm finishing my my time at the D house. I just gotta take it easy, you know. And it's saying if we do decide to rest on our laurels, if we do decide to do that, it's like we're headed for trouble. For alcohol is a subtle foe. We're not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And I read this and it's like that's that that's that missing piece that I think that I think a lot of people forget about. That this is all based on me growing and expanding my spiritual condition. And how do I do that? I do that through prayer. I do that through meditation. I do that through, you know, morning readings and reflections. I do that through service to others. I do that through worship music. I do that by waking up and saying, God, what will you have of me today? Thy will be done, not mine. Because when I want to try and fit God into my recovery and God into my work and God into all these things, am I actually turning my will and my life over to the care of God? Am I actually turning my thoughts and my actions over to the care of God? Because that's what God is asking us. God is asking us to turn everything we have over to Him and then let everything else come into play. Because for so long, I had tried. He said, it's like, what is impossible with man is possible with God. I have tried for so long that, man, if I just do this, or maybe I'll add a little bit of that, or maybe maybe if I start making that amount of income, maybe then I'll have that peace inside of myself. And it never came. But God is, God is saying here, Jesus is saying, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're willing to give up your life, you're going to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come. And how does that look? How is that going to come? I don't know. But I know it comes in peace. I know it comes in joy. I know it comes in, in being content. And is, is that not great? That now I get to walk around content knowing that God is going to provide for me. That I don't need to be like this rich young ruler that is like, God, I want to do all these things and thinking that that's going to give me eternal life. And, but it's like, really, I want to hold on to my wealth because that's what's going to, that's what really what's going to provide for me. That's what's going, going to give me security. And Jesus is saying, just give it, like, just give it all up, man. Let me be the one 
to provide for you. So can I come in? Can I come into my into my recovery and treat it the same way? Can I come in and be like, you know what? It scares the crap out of me. Because I'm so used to trying to get everything my own way. Because that and that's what everyone else tells around tells us. Is that that's how we that's how we have to live. That's how we have to do things. But am I willing for today? That's all for today. Am I willing to turn my will and my life over the care of God? Can I turn my thoughts and my actions over the care of God? And the more I do that, the more I become transformed. And really, that's what we're doing when we say it's like that's what you show that like who you're worshiping or what you're worshiping. Because when I'm doing that every day throughout the day and one day turns into two days and two days turns into three days and three days turns into seven days which turns into two weeks turns into two months all of a sudden I don't recognize Sean anymore because Sean has been transformed so that is my hope and that is my prayer that that today that we start with today And that today you will turn your will and your life, your thoughts and your actions over to the care of God.